the opportunity and blessing, Father God, that we are able to gather once again in person in this building, in this body of believers that you have provided for all of us to be a part of and a place for us to hear your word, sing praises to you. And then now, Lord God, as we study it, I pray for your Holy Spirit, Father, to teach us. Shower us with your blessings. Reveal to us your truth. Humble our hearts and open our minds, Father God, to whatever it is that you want us to learn and accept. Forgive us, Lord, for all of our sins. Let nothing, Lord God, hinder us from hearing you. Father, it is frustrating, Father God, at times when we're proud because we already know, we think we know. So, Father, remove what we think that we know in order for us to hear you. Lord, supersede our pride, supersede our emotions. Let us be humble, Father God. Help us to be humble to hear your message. Guide us and teach us, Father. In Jesus' sweet and mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. Um, I don't know. There's a, I'm looking around because we're talking about the husbands. If um, you're familiar with, with the, the verse, there's the verse for the women. The wives is only one, right? And if you look at the whole thing, it's three times more for, for the husband. If it's in real estate, you know, it's three more. Because men cannot understand right away, I suppose. Or we have more things to learn. So as I was trying to break this down, I thought I'd be able to tackle all of it at once tonight. But true enough, we're only going to be tackling one verse. So I entitled it, The Perfect Husband or Perfect Husband. Wow, yeah, perfect husband. I wanted to... <laughs> I wanted to show pictures of what Hollywood pictures, what a perfect husband is. You know, you, you have those, right? The, the books that you've probably read, the novels, like, oh, I know this is, should be what my husband looks like or will look like. This is how he should treat me, right? It depends. It depends on what book, what movie, what background. If you really love your father, you, you would initially think that that's what a perfect husband should be. And if you hate your father, it's the opposite of your father, right? Of what the perfect husband should be. But having said all of that, we know that there's no perfect person. Amen? Some of you are not convinced. <laughs> but we know that one thing is perfect. God is perfect along with His Word. Amen? In Psalm 11, 160, uh, all your words are true. All your righteous laws are eternal. And then again, in 2 Timothy 3, 15 to 16, we've, I, I try to cover this with us to kind of anoint us and open our hearts to accept whatever we're going to hear. This is the second Sunday or third Sunday that we're doing this. You have been taught that the Holy, Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus all scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Amen? This is why we read our Bible. This is why we study the Word. This is why we go to churches that teaches the Bible, right? We, just, we don't join a church or choose what church to join because their praise and worship team is great, because their parking lot is nice, 
because their coffee is Starbucks. We go to a church, that church it doesn't necessarily have to be, I'm not even talking about us, right? If you go visit a city and you want to go, you should go to a church on Sunday, you look for the church that teaches the scriptures. Amen? Because that's the bottom line. What you want to hear is from the scriptures. So, to make things simple tonight, because I've been told that I make things complicated. <laughs> I've been told by someone I, I'm really close to. The person said, I, sometimes when I talk to you, I only expect one simple answer, but you go into this tangent of many things. So, let's keep it simple. So, to make tonight simple, wives, submit to your husbands. Husbands, love your wives. Let's close in prayer. <laughs> simple enough, right? You guys want to go home early? <laughs> We'll read the scriptures, open in prayer, close in prayer. No, there's, there's more to learn, right? There's, there's really more to kind of squeeze in the truth of the Lord. And especially, especially when it comes to our relationships, especially with husbands. Husbands, as much as wives are complicated, husbands are much more complicated. I think. <laughs> I think. Now, with the husbands and the wives and the relationship between churches and our relationship with each other, we know, again, a review on verse 18, that we need to be filled by the Spirit. Wives cannot submit to their husbands if they're not filled by the Spirit. Husbands cannot be loving to their, their wives if they're not filled by the Spirit. Because the good things that we do is an overflow of the Holy Spirit that we have. Correct? The Holy Spirit in us. It's out of obedience. If you're obeying out of... Of, of fear, then you're not obeying in the right way. You have to live for Jesus because you're filled by the Holy Spirit because you love Him to begin with. All the words of the Lord are true and we need to be filled by the Spirit. The problem is that many believers spend so little time to read God's Word, number one, to meditate on God's Word, number two, and then the most difficult part is to accept whatever it is they heard and they read. And when we read the word or a preaching that spoke against what we like or against what we don't like, we stop, saying, we stop hearing it altogether. We run away from the church, we stop going to church, we join a different church. That's how we solve things, right? It's so easy to leave one church. For Christians nowadays, compared to the biblical times, there was only one church in, in Ephesus. So if you, if you didn't like what you were hearing in, in, in Paul's church there, you have no other church to join. <laughs> but here in Reno, you have, just in Reno alone, there's many churches. In Sparks, different churches. Right? But you, you want to join a church where, where the people, the, the word is being preached, the pastor is not going to back uh, out from a confrontational discussion with you if you don't feel like what, if you don't like what you're going to hear. Who here goes to a doctor and tells the doctor what they should be prescribed? You go to your yearly checkup and you're not feeling well and you say, Doc, can you please check what is, whatever's wrong with me? And then he says, you have cancer. And you say, no, you're wrong. 
you're fired. I need a different doctor here. I'm going to go to St. Mary's now. Right? No, we don't argue with that. But with God, when it comes to spiritual matters, we say, I'm done with this, man. I'm going to go to Sparks Christian Fellowship. <laughs> right? This, this is not right. I, they, they keep talking about wives submitting to their husbands. The husband will say, I'm tired of Pastor Joe telling me to love my wife. I mean, does he even know that she doesn't submit to me? Does he even know that? So this is, this is what we're trying to study. This is what our mini-series is in, in Ephesians. In Ephesians, we've studied many things, right? It's such a rich book. So tonight, you see how, how many more is, is required of the husband? But we're just going to study one part there, which is husbands love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Right? The perfect husband is Jesus Christ. The bridegroom, perfect bridegroom is Jesus and we're the bride. The church is the bride. So if we are to learn how to... Now, to the single guys here, I understand this is frustrating, right? But this is, this is your know-how. You want to know how you become the perfect husband? This is it. Give me a hearing here. For the single ladies that are not married yet... This is your instructions. This is how you are to look for that perfect husband for you. Okay? For the wives, you're stuck with the husband that you have. <laughs> no more. No more praying, oh Lord, give me a new husband. No, you can't. You can't. You, you, that's your husband. Husband, this is our instructions. This is how we become the perfect husband to our wives. So there's, 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 these are the points tonight. So the first point is sacrificial love. For a husband to be loving to their spouse, that kind of love is called sacrificial love. And under that sacrificial love, there's four aspects of it. There's four aspects of it. Um, it's dies to self. A, a perfect husband dies to self. We deny ourselves. A perfect husband is prayerful. He prays for his wife. A perfect husband is attentive to his wife. Husband, did you hear me? <laughs> Are you paying attention? A perfect husband is attentive to his wife, and a perfect husband is faithful to his wife. Amen? Okay, it's heavy. The guys are like, just hurry up, man, hurry up. <laughs> All right, verse 25. This is the study tonight. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And in Proverbs 18.22 reads, A man's greatest treasure is his wife. Wives say amen. amen. Wives, I said. See, the, my husbands are not paying attention. She is a gift from the Lord. Yes. I, I'm expecting a nice Christmas gift from the women tonight. <laughs> you may inherit, in night, uh, chapter 19, verse 14, you may inherit all you own from your parents, but a sensible wife is a gift from the Lord. Whew. Sensible wife is a gift from the Lord. Men, say amen. <laughs> the time that this was written down, you know, folks, the time that this was written down, this was so radical. During this time, it was such a radical thing for Paul to write down and for the Christians to study and believe. Because during that time, Wives, women, were secondary citizens, right? 
for this, you know, during this time, a husband can cheat on their wives and the wives cannot even say anything to them, much more touch them, right? But if, if a wife cheats on a husband, the, the husband can kill the wife on the spot and the husband will not suffer any consequences by the law. That's how double standard it was. <laughs> now the society then has a law and, and it was so, it was, the advantage was for them. That's why the Bible, the Bible is never conservative and never radical based on the society. It's neither. If the, if the society is too conservative, the Bible seems to be radical. If the, if the society like right now is so radical, the Bible seems to be conservative. Right? So the ultimate authority for every Christian, all of us, if you call yourself a believer of, of Jesus... You have to submit to the authority of the Bible, not to what is being said out there. Because most of the time, it's completely the opposite of what is written down. So going back, sacrificial love. Agapao is the Greek word for the love. When it says, husbands, love your wives. Husbands, agapao, agapao your wives. It's close. It's close to phileo, which is a brotherly love type of thing. But it's wider than phileo. It's closer to agape type of love. It's the higher, it's the highest type of love. So husbands, give your agapao love to your wives. <laughs> right? It's, it's so, it, it, it's, it, it's easier said than done. It's easier said than done because who, who loves the word sacrifice? Who loves the word sacrificial love? We don't use that anymore. It's so Christianese. Sac sacrifice is not even, we don't even use that anymore. It's always used with a negative connotation. Oh, I'm going to have to sacrifice this. It's like negative, right? But sacrificial love, folks, men. So men who are single, before you get married, you have to think, can you love your future wife in a sacrificial way? Now, there's samples for you. The person who doesn't love does not know God because God is love. 1 John 4, 8. Verse 9, this is how the love of God is revealed to us. God has sent His only Son into the world so that we can live through Him. Verse 10, this is love. It is not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as a sacrifice that deals with our sins. That, this is the kind of love that husbands need to give to their spouse. So, single guys, do you still want to get married? <laughs> single. <laughs> Let's pray for Brother Edgar right now. <laughs> Verse 11 says, Dear friends, if God loved us this way, we also ought to love each other this way. No one has ever seen God. If we love each other, God remains in us and His love is made perfect in us. In a, in a marriage, which is what we're going to have one whole Sunday dedicated to marriage, in a marriage is where a person can truly feel God's love. So you have to ask yourself, husbands, are you making your wife feel the love of God that they're supposed to be feeling? <laughs> right? I know. It's like, a, it's like a question that's like, wow, I can never walk that perfectly. Me too. 
Me too. It's a good thing for us to be reminded, husbands, that we are to love our spouse so that they will continue to fall in love, not just with us, but with God. Should we close in prayer now? <laughs> it's hard. This is uh, from R. Kent Hughes. He said, Sacrificial love dies to self in the one it loves in unsung domestic heroism. Now, men, death to self means like this. This is the illustration here. That if you're tired from work, right? And we're all tired from work. And then we come home and our wife says, you know, the kitchen faucet is leaking and it's driving me nuts. Can you please fix it? <laughs> sacrificial love is a sweetheart, sure thing. Right? That's the sacrificial love. Everybody says, all husbands will say, especially the Filipinos, we love to say this. I'll take a bullet for my wife. I love my wife. I will die for her. I will fight for her. But they won't live for her. They'll die. You'll take a bullet. But you won't fix the faucet when she's asking for you to fix the faucet. You won't take out the trash. But you'll fight the terrorists for her. right? You'll fight the Abu Sayyaf if they're there. But take out the trash? What are you talking about? Take out the trash. Do the dishes? I'll fight, or if a bad guy comes in here, I'll fight with him. But do the dishes. I'm not a girl. You do it. I told Anna this before. Anna wanted me to help in the chores, right? And I told her, I'm a guy. I'm a man. That's for women. <laughs> that didn't go well. <laughs> so, yes, nice try. Man, death to self means those little things that we think is our right to do. Right? It, it, it means watching The Bachelorette instead of watching Monday Night Football. It means watching the TFC drama instead of watching ESPN highlights. It's watching those romantic comedies with them on their birthdays instead of just not doing anything at the house. It's those little things that we can express our, loves, our love to our wives. So women... These are the things you need to look for in a man. Can they make these certain sacrifices for you? This is why we say you have to find someone who loves Jesus. Because if they love Jesus, they die to themselves. Christianity is denying ourselves, right? Christianity is not about our right. It's my right to live this way. It's my right to buy a G-Wagon. I don't care what the people will say that their pastor is driving a G-Wagon. I deserve it. <laughs> right? But then, no, you have to deny yourself because you don't want to leave a bad impression to the people that are out there. You deny yourself of a drink because you don't want people to see it, that you're drinking, and then they're going to say, oh, I thought you were a Christian, but you're still drinking. We deny ourselves, our husbands, we deny ourselves of those certain things if we want to express our love, if we want to be true to what God and to be obedient to what God is asking from us to be obedient in this number one thing. Husbands, love your wives. We are to give them the sacrificial type of love. <laughs> Thanks, Brother Lito. I'll buy you, I'll buy you lunch tomorrow. <laughs> The Lord, the Lord sees everything. Look at this verse here. The Lord sees everything. Proverbs 15.1 A kind answer soothes angry feelings, but harsh words stir them up. 
This is a sacrifice too. This is denying ourselves to husbands, denying ourselves of being right. <laughs> or yelling. Because yelling is so much easier. Losing our temper is so much easier than controlling it. Amen? It is so much easier to yell. I'm done. I want you to listen to me. I am not going to do the chores today. You are. <laughs> right? It's so much easier to raise our voice and end the discussion. Men. But we are to be loving. To be loving is to deny ourselves. We're, good. We're supposed to bite our tongue because Proverbs says a kind answer soothes angry feelings. Right? Our wives said, hey, you know, you're not supposed to be driving that fast. Well, make a, I don't like it. I don't like how you're driving. And you're thinking that like you've been in two, three accidents this year and you're teaching me how to drive. Right? And you're, and you're going you're gonna to lose your, you're about to lose your temper, but you say, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. You have to sacrifice, pull back from that. Because Colossians 3.19 reads, husbands, same thing in Ephesians 5. Love your wives. And don't be harsh with them. Harsh yelling is being harsh with them. To our wives, to our children, to other folks. Amen? It is. Whether we like it or not, whether we agree with it or not, it is harsh. And it is not right. And it is not us expressing our love to them. Controlling our temper. Controlling our temper is a sacrificial way of loving our wives. Amen? It is, I agree. Again, I'm, be, I'm, gonna, I'm, being, I'm leveling with everybody. I'm being honest here. I yell a lot when I'm frustrated. I yell a lot. And my anger overtake my emotions. They overrun me at times. And it, it, it never comes off loving. But husbands, for us to show that we love our wives, we are to be calm. Collect ourselves, pray, and just love them as Christ loved the church. 1 Peter 3, 7, In the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives. Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Amen? Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. There you go. Prayers, our prayers are not being hindered. We're, we're not being loving to our wives. Why? Because we're not obeying a command. Husband, love your wife just as Christ loved the church is a command to husbands. Amen? And if you're sinning when you're, not, you're obeying a command, then you, your prayers are being hindered. Right? Because with sin, prayers are not being stopped. Right? So husbands, us husbands, we need our sacrificial love is actually good for us. It benefits us too. It's just not to our wives, but it's beneficial for us because we're obeying God, we're growing in our faith, and our prayers are being answered. Amen? So, if you're having a problem with your prayers being answered, look on how you've been treating your wife. Are you being loving to them? Are you being doing that sacrificial love for them? Which brings me to a, the segue to the next point, which is praying. This is... Um, again, R. Kent Hughes, he wrote the book that I'm studying about, the book of Ephesians. Um, if we are not praying for our wives in detail, we are not loving them as Christ loved the church and are in fact sinning. We should be praying for their spiritual life, obligations, pressures, friendships, 
and dreams daily and passionately, for that is how Christ prays for us. Amen? In praying for our wife, Jesus prays for His bride, the church. So if we are to, husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church, Jesus always prays for the church, which means us husbands, we always need to be praying for our wives too. And our prayers should not just be, Lord, change her, Lord, change her, Lord, change her. Open her eyes, hope, open her ears. Right? No, it's like, Lord, help me love my wife more. Help me change, change me to be loving to my wife. Change me to be the husband my wife needs me to be. <laughs> Here's, here, this is how Jesus prays for the church. My prayer is not for them alone, speaking about the disciples. I pray also for those who believe in me. Right? The believers, everybody who have surrendered to Jesus' lordship, us Christians, Jesus prays for us. So us husbands, that's our responsibility. Now, single people, this is, this is the great importance why you should look for someone who loves Jesus. This is why you need to marry someone who loves Jesus. This is why you need to start dating someone who loves Jesus if you are to date, right? It has to be someone who loves Jesus because this is key. You need a husband who will be praying for you. Not just a husband who will pray when they finally got caught cheating on you. That's when they become prayerful. Oh, Lord. Lord, help me. My wife is about to kill me. Help me. She found out about that Facebook message with my high school partner. My goodness, Lord, help me. Delete that message. Make her forget. Give her amnesia just for one week. That's when they become prayerful. Right? No, the prayer should be, Lord, help my wife with her ambitions. Lord, help my wife fall in love with you. Lord, help my wife with her ministry. Lord, help my wife with her health. <laughs> Am I losing it? Are we, are, we, are we connecting here, husbands? There's a lot to do, isn't there? Right? Prayer. I mean, prayer. I mean, Christians should be prayerful, period. Amen? So the Christian husband should be praying for their wives. All right, husbands, are you praying for your wife? Not just when you're in trouble, right? That's right. <laughs> Next one. Look at this. This is, this is how Jesus prayed for them. This is, this is the attentive part. This is the attentive part. Now, before this, did you guys hear that Bong became a farmer? <laughs> Bong and his wife, they moved to the Midwest. Because Bong said, you know what? I'm so tired of the city life, the hustle and bustle of the city. I'm going to move to the Midwest and become a farmer so I could focus on my wife, he said. But, you know, he didn't know farming. He didn't know that the animals need attention, the trees that he planted, the fish pond that he put up, the river and everything that's around his, pl uh, his place. So he kept his head down and became a farmer, worked every day, wakes up early. Right? You know what a farmer does, right? So one day during a storm, Bong and his wife were lying in bed. During a, There was a storm. And then suddenly the funnel of a tornado lifted up the roof right off their house and sucked their bed away while they were lying in it, on it. And then the wife, Bong's wife started crying. And Bong told her, this is no time to be crying, he said. This is no time to be crying. And then she, she, she spoke back. She goes, you know, I can't help it, but this, these are tears of happiness. 
She goes, what? He goes, what do you mean tears of happiness? We're being sucked away in a funnel of a tornado. And she goes, this is the first time we've been out together out of the house for the past 20 years. Attention, guys. Husbands, to show our sacrificial love to our spouse, we need to pay attention to them. Do you even know what your wife is wearing tonight? <laughs> Start looking. <laughs> Do you know how many times they change their hairstyle? Do you know? I mean, if you're not colorblind, you should know the color of their shirt, right? Because Jesus himself paid close attention. If we are to love our wives just as Christ loved the church, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. He took no pride at all on who he is and who they are. He put on that, that towel around his waist and did the job of the lowest servant of all during that time. Husbands, we are not the king. We are the king of the house, but we are not to act in a king way where there are slaves. We are to love our spouse just as Christ loved the church, which is a serving paying attention to them and serving them. Breakfast, breakfast in bed. If they wake up early. If you wake up early. Right? How many times have you taken your wife out on a date? How many times have we gone out on a date? <laughs> when was the last time? <laughs> right? I, I'm guilty of that. I, I barely take my, my wife out. And it's my, my son who tells me, Dad, you have to take my wife, take mom out. Take mom out. You know, my, 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 my wife, she would rather take uh, a sushi dinner over roses. When we would fight before, my, my father-in-law would say, just buy her roses. I go, Pops, that doesn't work. Sushi will work. <laughs> sushi. Christ loves his church and rejoices in its presence. Do you know that? Christ, Jesus Christ looks at the church and he rejoices. He loves what he sees and he prays for, for the church and he takes care of the church. He says, ask anything in my name and it will be done for you. Your wish is my command so long as it's according to his will. Husbands, we are to do the same to our wives. You want to know what a perfect husband is? That's one of them. Sacrificial love. So, uh, Bong, after that thing with the storm, they made it. They made it out. And then they had dinner. Him and his wife had dinner. And then he said, and the wife said, I love you. They were having wine. You know? So Bong said, is that you talking or is that the wine talking? <laughs> and then the wife said, no, it's me talking to the wine. If we do not pay attention to our wives, if we do not love our wives, they will find someone else to love. They will find something else to love. Now, that's not a threat. That's the truth. Divor divorces happen, what, 55% of the time? 55% of the time. We'll talk about marriage later, but this is just, uh, uh, it's in the same topic. But will you take a plane ride if it's going to, crash 55% of the time. If they say, all right, you're going to Hawaii, this plane makes it there 45% of the time. <laughs> oh yeah, great, buy me too. 
No, we're saying, mm, wait a minute, Let me actually, maybe I should just drive, right? But with, with marriages, this is what happens. Husbands, we have a great responsibility, and the Bible does not excuse us. Look at your Bibles again and see how many verses they're told to love your wives, love your wives, love your wives. Now, Bong, again, Bong, man, Bong, Bong's so careless, you know. Bong called the detective, the police, because um, somebody stole, he, he called, this is him, he said, Hello, I lost my wife, he said. She went shopping and hasn't come back yet. So the detective says, well, what's her height? Bong goes, I never checked. <laughs> the inspector, detective, oh, okay, uh, is she slim or is she healthy? Not slim, and she can be healthy. What's the color of her eyes? I never notice. Color of her hair? Oh, it changes according to the season. <laughs> what was she wearing? Not sure whether it was a dress or a suit. I'm not sure. Jeans or shirt. I'm not sure. Inspector, what was she driving? What was she driving? And Bong goes, yes. Color of the car, black Audi A8 with supercharged 2.0 liter V6 engine generating, 333 horsepower team with an 8-speed Tiptronic automatic transmission with manual code. It also has full LED highlights which use light emitting diodes for all the light functions with the Bluetooth playing all the songs that we have on our phones. And there's a very thin scratch by the left front door. And then, the, and then Bong started crying. <laughs> Help me. And then the inspector goes, don't worry, so we'll find your car. Sometimes we pay more. Husbands, sometimes we, we know our cars better than we know our wives. Sometimes we know how to operate something at the house better than we know our wives. What's your wife's birthday? Oh, whoa. Oof. Oof. August? But then I'll call you, hey, I'm here at your house. Where's your tool? Oh, it's like, if you go up by the stairs and to the right room, around the books, that's where you'll find my screwdriver. What's your, what's your anniversary with your wife? <laughs> right? We have to pay attention to our wives. We have to pay attention to them. We have to know the details. We have to know. That's, that's sacrificial love. Knowing. I get it. I get it, man. You know, what, you know what I get? We don't want to do anything. We just want to eat, sleep, and go to work and then not get in trouble with our wives, right? I get it. But we have to do more than that. We have to do more than that. We, sacrificial love is paying attention to them, listening to their stories, listening to their heartaches, their frustrations, what makes them tick, what they love to do, what they want to do, what they hate us doing. That is sacrificial love. Christianity is denying our rights. Christianity is denying our rights, which brings us to the next point. Again, look at that. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. And the last point for tonight is 
a perfect husband, as the Bible says, is faithful to his wife. You cannot be a perfect husband and be cheating on your wife. Can't. You cannot be a perfect husband and be cheating on your wives mentally and most especially physically. We cannot be. Loving our wives sacrificially means denying ourselves of what we think we can get. This is why we gave up, right? Gave himself up for her. So, uh, young men who thinks you want to be married, can you be faithful to your future wife? Now, this is just not a love song, you know, that you think you can play on that date night, right? There's so many love songs there. I would do anything for love, right? I promised myself I wasn't going to sing it, but I did. So, but, then, but then one thing that you want to do for love is be faithful. Be faithful. So women, single women, you have to, again, this is why you want a, a man who loves Jesus. Because that person who loves Jesus fears Jesus. That, person's who, that person, that man who loves Jesus is faithful to Jesus. If he fears and is faithful to God, he will be faithful to you and he will fear you. And he will be obedient to what's written down. Sacrificial love. I have to love my wife. Even if I'm tired and then she says, my foot hurts. Massage my feet. And you're like, are you kidding me? I've been waiting for you to ask me that the whole day. <laughs> Where's the lotion? <laughs> and then while you're massaging, you're crying. <laughs> I love you. I love you. Sacrificial love. Faithful to your wife. Be faithful. You cannot be faithful to three wives. Right? Husbands, love your wife. Not someone else's wife. It says, your wife. Your wife. One. Just one. Christianity is denying our rights to ourselves. We are saved from our sins by grace. Through the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ's death on the cross. Amen? It sets us free from the consequences of our sins from the fires of hell. But it does not give us a license to sleep with other women. Husbands that are married. Being saved by grace doesn't give you a license to cheat on your wife. We are to be faithful. The perfect husband, as the Bible says... Sacrificial love is being faithful to their wives. Amen? Hebrews 13.4 Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. You know, a lot of times we take it for granted that we have a wife. Men. And the Bible says, he who is blessed with a wife is blessed by God. Everything that you can get but your greatest treasure is your wife because that's from God. If you, if you don't believe, again, everything that's written down here is the truth, right? And if it's written down here, whether we like it or not, we are to adjust our lives according to what's written down. We are not to adjust this based on our lives, correct? What is written down here is what we're supposed to do. If we are Christian men, we are to obey what's written down. 
Um, John 15, 5. Do you guys know about the story about the younger brother? There is a, an eight-year-old boy who had a younger sister who was dying of leukemia. And he was told that without a blood transfusion, she would die. His parents explained to him that his blood was probably compatible with hers. If, and if so, he could be the blood donor. They asked him if they could test his blood. He said, sure. So they did, and it was a good match. Then they asked if he would give his sister a pint of blood that it could be her only chance of living. He said he would have to think about it overnight. He's an eight-year-old boy, right? The next day, he went to his parents and said that he was willing to donate the blood. So they took him to the hospital where he was put in a gurney beside his sister, six-year-old sister. Both of them were hooked up, up to the IVs, and the nurse withdrew a pint of blood from the boy, which was then put into the girl's IV. The boy lay on his gurney in silence while the blood dripped into his sister until the doctor came to see how he was doing. Then the boy opened his eyes and asked the nurse, How soon until I start to die? The boy thought that if he gives his blood, he will die, but his sister will live. But he still did it. He still did it. That's sacrificial love. Men, if we're saying in our macho way, our bravado, our cavalier, that I will die for my wife, I will protect my wife, you know what? Start protecting her from you from your meanness and your harshness. You want to fight for her? Start fighting against yourself when you want to yell at her and just hold on to your tongue. Bite your tongue. If it has to bleed, let it bleed. Because it's about time that you love her properly. Now, I'm, I, I made a confession earlier that I love to yell. When I'm, I'm losing my, my temper, it's yelling. It's... <laughs> It's different, you know. But sacrificial love is one, is the first thing that we want to talk about. This is what's, what's written down. Perfect husband is Jesus Christ. John 15, 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Ladies, single ladies and the wives here, there is no perfect husband. No. You can stop looking. And you know what? You know what? You, you can comfort yourself by, by this other truth because there's also no perfect wife. The only perfect husband for anyone is Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, husbands, we're told to love our wives just like Christ loved the church. So those are big shoes to fill, right? And, then you, and you know you cannot do anything. Jesus said, apart from me, you cannot do anything. So what are we supposed to do? We are to connect with Jesus. We are to surrender to Jesus, to ask Jesus for help. Lord, help me become the husband that my wife needs me to be. Help me to be the husband that you want me to be for my wife. The single people, this is, this is your prayer. This is your prayer. Lord, help me be patient. The perfect husband is not the good-looking guy. Or they could be. 
but they have to be love. They have to be in love with Jesus. It's not the Hollywood painted perfect husband. It's what the Bible has written down for us. Amen? Husbands, we are told to be like our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He told us that in order for us to do anything, which is to live our lives according to His will, we are to remain in Him. To be the husband that our Lord designed us to be, we are to die to ourselves, sacrificial love, we are to be prayerful, we are to be praying for our wives, and we are to be attentive to our wives, we be attentive to their needs, to their wants, and we are to be faithful to them until death. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Thank you for your patience. Father, we are grateful to, to you once again for the word that you have given to us tonight. I pray for all marriages that are in this church of yours, Father. I pray for your blessing to be upon them. I pray that you will continue to protect them from the attacks of the enemy, Lord God, from the lies of the enemy. I pray for humility for the husbands, Lord God. It's okay, Father. Give us the okay to say sorry. Give us the humility to say I'm wrong. Give us the courage to say I will live for you, Lord God. Give us, Father, the faithfulness in our hearts to live for you and to fall in love with you more importantly so that we can be loving and be filled with the Holy Spirit so we can be loving with our wives, Father. I pray for the wives, Lord God, who have been hurt in their relationships. I pray for healing for their emotions. I pray for healing in their hearts, healing of their minds, Father. I pray for restoration for broken marriages, Father. I pray for restoration, Lord God, for for troubled marriages, Lord God. I pray for the husband who is cheating on their wife, Lord God. I pray that they will end that, Lord God, by hearing this message and hearing your word. I pray that they will cut that and end it, Father. I pray, Lord God, that you will continue to encourage them to live for you. Father, I pray for your anointing to the husbands. Give them the wisdom to apply what they have learned tonight. And I pray for the single people, Lord God. I pray for their hearts to be actually more in love with you than the fantasy of finding that perfect husband. I pray that they will continue to focus their hearts on you and their eyes on you and how perfect you are for them. We love you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.